0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthew.3cr.org.au.
1: Morning. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Boswell Users Group Radio Show for Monday, the 30th of August 2021. We acknowledge the Yurandri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now for the last hour or so of current affairs. My name's Chris and Yarra Boswell Users Group Radio, a weekly show on 3CR coming to you from, well... Actually, we're recording remotely at home, and uh, on today's show, I'm going to be talking to Paris Lord from Canberra, and about how he got interested in cycling cargo bikes, Motherload the movie, um, with a Q and A that they recently did. And you may remember that I did uh, interview Liz about two years ago on the show. Paris talks about getting started on cargo bikes, price comparisons. Uh, how to try out cargo bikes and actually they've got a cargo bike library in, uh, well like a lending library in Canberra.
0: Harris Lord, I'm based in Canberra. I first started listening to uh, the Arabug show um, at the end of 2019. I'd had Christmas in Melbourne with my family and was driving back to Canberra and um, picked you up on my digital radio and was listening to the Hughes family um, talk about their big bike ride uh, around Australia. And I've been following the podcast ever since and follow you on Twitter.
1: You've got interested in cycling and your interest thus um,
0: far. Yeah, I've been, well, my um, one of my uncles taught me to ride a bike. Uh, I grew up in Ballina in northern New South Wales, and uh, my uncle Nick taught me how to ride a bike. Um, I think maybe some other family members may have been involved as well, but I definitely remember the day I was riding in the gutter on Burnett Street and the training wheels came off and I was able to do it by myself. And I've been hooked on bicycles ever since, um, just remembering earlier today that, Uh, my parents seemed to let me ride wherever I wanted. And um, at the time, the far north coast of New South Wales wasn't that busy. So I was able to ride my bike to places like uh, Bangalore to play cricket one weekend when I was a teenager. And I used to ride to uni for a time and um, used to like long rides on my bike and through rural parts of Australia. And I did a a, a bike ride uh, first year uni. I did a charity bike ride that I just was going to go to the Gold Coast to see my sister and thought, oh, let's raise some money doing this for a a children's charity in Lismore. So I've always liked the bike as a means of getting around, but it was only when I became an adult that I realised it could be transport as well. And so I've been fortunate to be able to live in a few cities and tried to ride a bike as much as I could there. But uh, since being back in Canberra second time round, I've tried to um, turn it into a bit of activism as well.
1: Yeah, so like uh, you're interested in like the cargo bike. Uh, for moving around and transport and the like uh
0: yes one of the main ways actually cargo bike is my monday or my weekends and monday bike so what i do uh is i do my ironing on a sunday night i iron all my shirts or this at least, at least i did before lockdown canberra has been in lockdown not as long as melbourne but um a few weeks now and uh, so mondays i used to take the cargo bike to work with my uh, ironing in a suit bag in the front and my clothes and so on and have a shower at work and get changed and leave my ironing there and then the rest of the week, I'd ride my other electric bike. I've got a Cube uh, Town Hybrid uh, step-through frame, which clocked over 5,000 Ks just before Canberra went back into lockdown. So uh, have, I've had it for a couple of years. And yeah, the Monday uh, and weekends on the cargo bike, if I need to to carry things to do the groceries or um, anything that I can't carry uh, on the back of the bike, uh, the other bike, I'll, I'll take the cargo bike out. And both are really fun to ride and... I do have a car and I do drive it, but most of the time I prefer uh, being on a bike. It's just, um, it. I'm a bird nut, right? Or bird nerd. So it, it means that I, I get to ride, do what I need to do, ride to work, whatever. But I also get the added bonus of being able to hear birds. Although it's about to be magpie season, again, I get to um, be challenged by the birds as well.
1: Yeah, so it sounds like you're you're another birdo. Yeah, we, we've got the lorikeets being thugs around here at the moment, but you know. Uh, yes, yes, they yes.
0: do that, yep.
1: That's one of the great things about Canberra is you've got a really good system by, by comparison to other, you know, capital cities of um, off-road bike paths and the like. And can you can I kind of give a bit of a um, overview of how you got started though in terms of why you started considering a cargo bike?
0: Basically, it was through Twitter really that and, and some of the YouTube channels that I watch. Um, I, I wasn't really aware of cargo bikes until a few years ago on Twitter. Uh, it it started. I was very much interested in electric cars, but then saw a number of uh, videos and tweets and so on by urbanists and others. It could well have been um, Yarrabug and others as well saying, okay, yes, we need electric cars, but actually our cities need fewer cars to begin with, Um, but they all should be electrified and all our trucks and other transport should be electrified. But there are all sorts of things that can be done uh, via a bike, especially a cargo bike that don't require a car. And here's what's been happening in the Northern hemisphere for years and um, come and see what the fun's all about. And through there, it must've been a tweet or a suggestion in a video, or perhaps it was an algorithm recommendation. Somebody said mother load. And so I watched that and then uh, bought a copy of it. I've seen it four times now and had two public screenings of it. And I'm talking to you wearing the t-shirt and put some of the stickers on my bike because it's a transformative film. And I know you've interviewed Liz Canning in the past and it's definitely worth a listen. It shows you that yes, okay, Cars have their place, but most of the trips that we do around cities and towns can be done on a bike. And it's just so much more fun to be in a bike where you're able to talk to the people in front of you or behind you, um, and you're able to hear your surroundings. And it just uh, reminds you that you're connected rather than, than shut off.
1: Yeah, I interviewed Liz back in October 2019 and it's good to hear almost two years on those worldwide screenings are still happening and if people are interested, um, how can they organise a screening? There's a little bit of technical details you probably might need to know
0: i'm part of a um a sustainability group in canberra called sea change which is society environment and um, economy and so we hold um, public events and uh, presentations and so on regularly and In this case, we partnered with a a property development uh, in the far northwest of Canberra, a suburb uh, called Gininderry, which is being built in stages over several years. I'd approached them about um, various things, including a repair cafe, and then explained that I wanted to have a, a screening of this film called Sea Change. And they said, oh, we'll host it. So... Before COVID, it was meant to be happening out at their building, and um, there would have been a panel afterwards. But at the last minute, we had to shift it online. But thankfully, uh, with um, Motherload, there's the opportunity to uh, switch it instantly to sharing with your uh, attendee list a URL for the film, so they can watch it at home. And then what happened was um, we gave people 48 hours to watch the film, and then we had a &A, Q&A online on Sunday afternoon in Canberra with with a a panel, some people who included a a gentleman who. I bought a cargo bike from, Uh, he is a dad, a public servant who takes his three kids to childcare on a cargo bike. Uh, I bought uh, his first cargo bike, a Christiania Model 2. They upgraded to a Buckfeet's because the kids were getting too big for the uh, Christiania. And uh, so he spoke about what it's like uh, we had um, a colleague from Gininderi who is a mum with a one-car household, and she doesn't have a cargo bike, but she takes her kids uh, around town and childcare and so on on, on her bike. And we also had um, a person from a colleague of mine, uh, Zalika from Sea Change, who looks after the Canberra Electric Bike Library as well, just to explain what that is as an option for people, because that, that helped my decision-making, actually, with a cargo bike. I was able to test ride one for two weeks. Yes, but back to Motherload, there is ways of having public screenings. If you go to motherloadmovie.com and then just follow the links to if you're fortunate enough to not be in lockdown and you're able to have a public screening, then you just buy a license fee depending on uh, the estimated size of the crowd. So we had 45 people registered for this one in Canberra. We've had a few other public screenings in Canberra, which had one of which was uh, powered by bicycles, actually, Uh, a little outfit called Electric Shadows uh, put it on. And it was bicycle-powered, similar to what you saw Rock the Bike in the movie Motherload. Uh, it required two people to be uh, pedalling uh, the whole time to keep the movie going, and people just rotated in and out to keep it going. That was during the, the Dixon Bike Fest earlier in the year. So yeah, I've tried to just um, uh, organise the screening and buy a licence and so on. and try to organise a panel so that it's not just a film, but it's a discussion about okay, we know what is required to to fight climate change, and one of which is an old technology called the bicycle, and they're a lot of fun, and have a look at our bikes or check out the library or that sort of thing or ask us questions. So what I've tended to find, Chris, is that people are curious about it, and when I take the bike out to the shops or elsewhere, and happened the other day down at Woolies, um, a little boy noticed it and asked his dad, oh, what's that, that sort of thing, um, people... Because cargo bikes are quite rare in Canberra, they turn heads and then that leads to a conversation and I offer people, look, if you want to ride it, here's my details and that sort of thing, because when people try a cargo bike, it's a little bit weird to, to start, but once they get the hang of it, they enjoy it. And especially if they can carry um, people that they know, if they carry kids or or carry some um, shopping or whatever, go, go to the hardware store, realise that, okay, I can substitute a, a car trip. Or a bus trip uh, with this, and it's it's a lot more fun.
2: jazz. The Milky Way looks good in the night sky. The stars open a short for my dark eyes. Complexity. Hey, I'm Lady Lash. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, the voice of the 3CR is so awesome, giving the platform for people's voices to be heard and people's gifts to be heard. And always remember that you are amazing. Like I'm dreaming of the seven moons. Oh, I see what's new.
1: Pointers on how you got started. Like, is the steering a little bit different? Do you need a slightly different position? Just, just those really simple starter things that mm. people may have a few questions about.
0: The first thing, and when uh, Zalika from Sea Change was loaning me the cargo bike, she said, "Okay, don't look at the front wheel. It's a long way away. So if you just remember that you're riding a normal bike, this one's just." Uh, it, it, it's a little bit different to start with. Don't look at the front wheel, just concentrate on where you're going and be in, be aware that you need a much wider turning circle than, than a standard bicycle with a cargo bike. So each time I, I loan the bike to somebody, I tell them, look, the front wheel's in the next suburb, so ignore that, but just make sure that you take a wide turning circle. And in the case of a Christiania model two, the pedals are quite low. So you have to be careful um, that you're steering, that you take a wide, a gentle circle uh, to, t- to take a corner for example otherwise the pedal will kick out another thing to look out for which i've learned the hard way is you need to measure the width of the space where you want to store your bike so i was looking at a christiania uh trike uh, last year but it was about five centimeters too wide for my laundry so i couldn't get it in and decided it probably wouldn't be safe in my block of flats to tie it up under the stairs so i was looking only for a long tail because of the width that I had for my laundry. I needed something that would fit those dimensions. So I literally had the tape measure out. And then when I saw the bike, I measured it again to make sure that the handlebars would would get through. So things like that. But another consideration as well is if you get an electric one, and I do recommend a pedal assist uh, cargo bike if you can afford it, is uh, try some out or you can get the Metro fitted as well. But depending on the, the motor sound as well, because it should be a pleasurable experience. If if the motor is is too noisy, then you may want to consider it a different type of uh, motor or a different type of bike, depending on your budget. Because some of the motors are noisier than others.
1: That's a good thing to uh, bring up. Because, you know, if you've had you've been you've know, you had an experience of dealing with a certain type of bike a thing for a long time, and you get used to its nuances, uh, these are good things to hear from a beginner's perspective. Uh, yeah, because you imagine if someone went from straight commuting to a road bike, and hypothetically mm. they wanted to get a cargo bike, there be it might be a little bit jarring. But these are things that people need to hear or need to kind of pick up on if they get, they want to change uh, mm. to getting a cargo bike. And also, if you think about the comparison between if you're buying a new uh, car, you know some families have several, you know, two or three cars. Yeah, one yep. for the kids, one for getting things, all the rest of it cargo bike can actually take the the space or the thing of the second car and yep. for that for those short term trips. And you think about the price comparison. Top end or mid kind of range cargo bike start about three, four, five thousand?
0: Yeah, that's that's about right, a second hand one. Yeah. yeah. The thing with cargo bikes is like a lot of bicycles, you can you can get the really cheap right through to the sky's the limit. And oh yeah. And I've ridden um, some of the, I think a recent Muller at the Dixon Bike Fest um, a few months ago, and it was compared to my Christiania. And it was a bit like going from a Corolla to a Rolls Royce. It was nice and smooth and the turning circle was incredible. Um, But equally the price point, it was more than three times the price of my bike. And yes, I'd love to be in that position, but I I bought a a used um, cargo bike pedal assisted which was retrofitted and pedal assisted before i got it because it was what i could afford at the time and they're really hard to to get in canberra it's it's probably even worse now um but trying out different ones and seeing if they'll fit one of the good things i found is people that are selling cargo bikes and and there's a there's a small secondhand market, not as big as I'd like, um, is that you can borrow the bike for a day or in, in we're lucky in Canberra that we can have a library which loans them for, for eight days at a time just to see whether it will fit your household or not. Because if you go to a, um, a bike shop and borrow an electric bike or, or a cargo bike or um, another type of bicycle, you can uh, get the feeling for it, but it's only when you've had the time with it that you can say, oh, well, okay, it's Saturday afternoon, I want to head down to the hardware shop. I'm going to take the cargo bike out, park it out the front and not be traffic and so on. But if you don't have that luxury of being able to borrow it for, for at least 24 hours, you may not get that opportunity, especially after work, for example, if you swung by the shop.
1: Mm. Yeah. I was just thinking back to uh, a little bit. What I just said was, about a price point with a car if you're looking at some of the hybrids at the moment you're starting off fifty four sixty thousand you have some of the toyota hybrids um mm. if you put that in comparison with like a, you, you want to get a second car then you think of what a cargo bike can do if you say hypothetically i'm going to put a price range between five to ten thousand
0: yep. yeah that, that'd be plenty Yep.
1: for, for an um, a, uh, for an e-bike and then you look at some of the hybrids uh, that are out there you know, as a vehicle, it's uh, pretty attractive.
0: <laughs> it's- <laughs> oh, very much. I think in addition to that, the the beauty is if you had say that that hypothetical hybrid car or, or fully electric, um, you still need to park it somewhere, yeah. and you still need to pay the rego on that. And okay, electric cars don't require that much servicing um, because there are fewer parts that shake and so on, but. A cargo bike, you can park it literally in, in front of uh, the Bunnings, uh, for example, or at the front of the supermarket, provided this uh, parking uh, space, some some um, poles to secure it, for example. But each year, you're not having to pay insurance. Um, or, sorry, you should be paying insurance if, if you can afford it in, in case something happens to it. But you don't need to pay third-party insurance. on. You don't need to register it. You don't need to um, think, oh, okay, there's a hailstorm. What am I going to do about the car? You don't need those considerations. Don't exist with a with a cargo bike uh, or an electric bike. So, and plus they're fun to drive. And as a person said in um, the Motherlode movie, who in their right mind ever says, "Yes, I'm on a freeway"?
1: Yeah, that, that that's a uh, that's point. And also, um, oh, I can't remember. I was. that up the. What well, cargo bike car uh, distributor I had early on the show this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Your your cost appreciation if you resell it's not as huge as a car. You you're yeah. selling you're selling within the same range as you bought it, so that's something yep. to consider.
0: Yeah, they, they hold their value quite well, and at the moment, because it's so hard to get bikes, if you're lucky enough to be able to 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 get one, whether it's second hand or new, um, there isn't that much of a supply of them in Australia, so the price. Uh, at least from what I've seen over the past two years, the price hasn't shifted that much, whether it's new or secondhand. And in the case in Canberra, when I when I have seen um, cargo bikes available, they go within a week. So there, there's there's a real shortage, which is good and bad.
1: about the Cargo Bike Library or was it the lending facility you've got in Canberra? Because price mm. still is, in terms of being equitable, it's still a bit of a problem.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's, um, it was something that the ACT government uh, launched in um, June or July of last year during, during our lockdown, our first lockdown, and it's been a, a success, a smashing success when it first launched, it got some good media coverage and it resulted in a waiting list of about six months. Uh, it started out being, uh, you could borrow the bike or borrow one of eight bikes for two weeks and to see if it uh, fit your household or not. And uh, that part of the motivation for creating it was the ACT government said, well, we're, we realise um, people do want uh, where possible to uh, to make the switch and, and try different means of transportation. But we also recognize that electric bikes, the entry price point is beyond the reach of most households. So, And because you can borrow a bike for 24 hours uh, at the bike shops in Canberra before you decide whether you want to buy it or not. What if we make that uh, a longer process so that you can actually do the shopping on the weekend or the sport run or the, the school run with kids, if you choose one of the cargo bike options. And so, uh, I was on the waiting list, uh, got the bike, got a wooden babbo uh, for two weeks uh, in early December. And my neighbor's kids, I live in a block of flats, the kids downstairs saw it and wanted to have a ride. And it was, they, they were hooked instantly. And I do laps of the block uh, or uh, the block of flats. And as soon as I'd finished, that's it go again, go again. So uh, the 10 year old, I think she said, it's like a, a big wooden boat. And so when I wrote about it that and when I was pitching it to other people, that's what I said, get, get on board the wooden boat and see what you think. And so it's turned a lot of heads. There's been a lot of interest. And earlier this year, uh, a few months ago, the ACT government said, okay, we recognise the success of the library. Let's extend it for another 12 months. We'll get some more bikes in, but we'll tweak it slightly so that the borrowing period is now eight days, which will allow more people to be able to use it. And there's all different types of bikes in the library from electric bikes for one person, step-through models. Uh, I think there's a, a Uber Supermarche, I think, a cargo bike. There's the Babo. Uh, there's electric tricycle. So all different types of uh, bikes that are available for people. And there's a small uh, fee and in insurance cost. If you're a member of an organisation here, a bicycle organisation called Pedal Power, then you get the insurance um, through that. But otherwise, you, you pay about $30 or $40, depending on the household, for the insurance coverage. And um, so it's it's very cheap. And then we also have uh, once a week, well, when uh, when lockdown's over, it'll happen again. On Fridays, they have a, a, try, a trial session in the northern suburbs of Canberra where people can go along near the Sea Change headquarters and try out the bikes and see what they think.
1: Oh, that sounds pretty comprehensive. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to rack my brains where I could think of something similar in other states and other cities.
0: Well, there was uh, actually um, uh, a friend of mine from Canada, uh, Robin Richardson. She's on Twitter. Uh, she started a thing called Happy Feets Canada, which is uh, Feets F I E T S, and uh, she did it in part. Because she saw what we were uh, describing here in Canberra, but and also some other examples around the world, where she also uh, loans the bikes out, the electric bikes out to people to to say, look, my household's uh, got cargo bikes, um, but here's some you can try. So it it is it happening in a few places, but yes, it would be great to see if if every um, state and territory in Australia offered it. I think um, it would it would go a long way to. Uh, normalising and showing people, look, there's a really fun alternative for you and your household, you just don't realise it yet. Just reflecting when you said Canberra has, uh, at the start, when you said Canberra has good um, bicycle networks, and I'd say yes, but a lot of it's disjointed. I see what a number of local councils around Australia have done, especially in um, Melbourne suburbs and some parts of Sydney and Brisbane as well, uh, seeing what local councils have done to create pop-up bike lanes, we don't have that here, uh, unfortunately. And I'm trying to agitate to change that, Uh, a number of us are. Little things like that would would go um, a long way to helping uh, push down some of of Canberra's uh, emissions because 60% of our emissions come from transport. And here, because of the way that the city was designed, cars are essential, unfortunately. Whereas a lot of the trips can be replaced uh, with bikes if people felt safe enough to be able to do that and they shouldn't have to find the bike networks they should we have very wide streets there's no reason we can't take some of that away and open them up for for um, all types of people and all types of bikes
1: well that's a given anywhere because uh, even with pop-ups down here we still have problems with attitudes with other road users ah, and that, I see. Yeah. yeah and uh, gotcha. it's, it seems to be universal unfortunately but that's the reason why we keep interviewing people and keep talking about these issues on Yarra Users Group radio. And uh I'm glad you do. we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple.
2: Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org A 3CR supporter.
1: This week's Yarra Bascal User Group Radio Program should be podcast soon on 3CR.org.au forward slash podcasts or go to yarabug.org forward slash radio if you want to find additional details what we discussed today. These podcasts are produced at Melbourne Activist Radio Station 3CR. Presenters are all volunteers and 3CR's existence depends upon the financial support of our listeners. Go to 3CR.org.au Click on the support tab and select either donate, subscribe, shop or fundraisers. Your subscription or donation keeps 3CR on air.
0: You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.